from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Katrina Schwartz, in for Olivia Allen Price, and you're listening to Bay Curious. Every month, about 4 million trips are made across the San Francisco Bay Bridge, making it the busiest bridge in the Bay Area. It's a beautiful bridge. There's the stately western span, glittering in the night with its dancing lights, and the new eastern span, modern and chic with its swooping white cables. But it's also harrowing. All those drivers rushing to their busy lives, it can get a little crazy out there. Which is why I was relieved to hear this bridge has what some consider to be a secret guardian lurking under the eastern span, keeping us safe. The Bay Bridge Troll. This week on Bay Curious, we're bringing you the tale of the Bay Bridge Troll. Plus, we'll get to know another piece of art, the dragon over the Broadway Tunnel in San Francisco. It's a transit sculpture special here on Bay Curious. Stay tuned. The legend of the Bay Bridge Troll goes back to an infamous day in Bay Area history, October 17th, 1989. Oh my God, we're having an earthquake. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. The Loma Prieta earthquake struck at 5.04 p.m., right in the heart of afternoon rush hour. A section of the upper deck of the Bay Bridge's eastern span collapsed onto the lower deck, bringing traffic to a halt. And honestly, if the earthquake would have continued for a few more seconds, the entire eastern span would have collapsed. That's Bart Ney, chief of public affairs for Caltrans District 4. The damage on the bridge was severe. Reporter Christopher Beale takes it from here. Crews arrived at the bridge right after the quake to begin assessing the damage and repairing the bridge, Ney says. The repair work for all of this, miraculously, was done in a month. And so the contractors in the state that were working together out there were working around the clock seven days a week. A lot of the steel fabrication to repair the damaged bridge section was being done at a shop in Oakland. They contacted a local blacksmith and artist named Bill Roan with an idea to build a gargoyle to protect the repaired bridge section. But bridges don't really have gargoyles. And so Bill Roan took it upon himself to do some research and came up with a troll would be the type of thing for a bridge. Remember the tale of Three Billy Goats Gruff? It's a Scandinavian fairy tale that paints a troll as the protector of a bridge. And these three billy goats outsmart the evil troll to pass. The troll for the Bay Bridge, though inspired by that same mythology, was intended to be a good guy, to protect the bridge, its commuters and its workers from evil forces, seismic or supernatural. Now, before we dive into the legend of the troll, let's talk about the thing itself. Nay shows me the original troll, now retired, on display at Caltrans. It is particularly special. It was crafted out of a piece of metal that was from the bridge. Metal from part of the collapsed bridge was melted down and crafted into this custom iron figure. This troll is maybe a little under two feet if you're looking at him. He's got webbed feet and webbed hands. Um, He's holding a giant wrench welded into a bolt, and he has a really long tongue. I mean, his tongue is almost as long as half of his body. One night after the troll was completed, crews placed it on the north side of the repaired bridge under the cover of darkness. The iron workers didn't ask Caltrans for permission to install the troll, by the way. They just kind of did it. It faced away from drivers, and the troll was only visible by boat. And ultimately did a good job out there for 24 years protecting the bridge because we had no further big earthquakes that impacted the structure. 
That original troll stayed in place until the new eastern span of the Bay Bridge was built. After decades of political wrangling and competing design ideas, construction finally began in 2002, and chatter started almost immediately about whether or not the new bridge would have a troll of its own. Caltrans didn't want to be involved. This particular original troll that we're looking at right now appeared by magic to Caltrans. Right? We, we didn't specify it, and it's out there, and it, and it did its job. And so now it's retiring here with us. Um, the, the new troll, it has to be of the same ilk. It, it can't be something that is specified or, or asked for, that, that type of thing. The artist behind the original even dropped by Caltrans one day, saying that he wanted to make a new troll for the bridge. Bill Roan, if you're out there, I love you, man. But I told him, get out. You can't bring that in the front door, right? That's, that's, this is where we talk about science and technology. That's magic. So no formal plans were made. But when the new bridge opened in 2013, like magic, a new troll appeared. The trolls that are out there, we don't talk about them too much. Wait, trolls? As in more than one? There are two trolls that are located out on the new bridge. And what's interesting about the old bridge and the trolls that are in the new bridge that relate back to engineering is that they're located in places where movement is accommodated for. So from an engineering standpoint, there are parts of the bridge that we design so that in a very large earthquake, they will expand and contract. That's where the troll likes to live, right in those locations. One sunny afternoon, I took my bike to the Bay Bridge to try to find the new trolls. The main troll that I'm looking for is made of iron. He's bearded and horned, about two feet tall, really slender and holding a pick and hammer. It's also sort of hidden from view, and it's never in direct sunlight. Apparently, trolls don't like that. About three and a half miles from the Emeryville entrance to the Bay Bridge Trail, at the very top of the incline, the path veers to the left and then straight again. I happened to be glancing down at that moment and I spotted something out of the corner of my eye. It certainly looked like a troll, but it was in direct sunlight and completely visible from the trail. But I stopped to investigate anyway. I'm at the place on the Oakland side of the bridge where the huge cables swoop down from the tower and connect near the bridge deck. Okay, so this is definitely one of the two trolls, but it isn't the main troll. The one people think about is the Bay Bridge troll. But if you take four or five steps back and look down a little further onto the concrete column, you'll see the Bay Bridge troll keeping the bridge safe. While the new troll is out on the bridge doing its work in the shadows, the old troll from 1989, without a bridge to protect, is keeping busy causing mischief for the team at Caltrans. While I was interviewing Nay, we kept getting interrupted by people walking by. To him, it was clearly supernatural interference. Trolls are fun like that. That's why every time I come off that elevator and I see him there, I just give him a wink. I never miss him. That was reporter Christopher Beale. According to the legend of the Bay Bridge troll, it protects us by staying hidden in the shadows. We're not supposed to notice it. Not so with our next piece of art. It's a giant 56-foot-long abstract metal sculpture of a dragon mounted over the entrance to the Broadway Tunnel in San Francisco. 
Bay Curious listener Sandy Sewell of Santa Rosa discovered a personal connection to the dragon sculpture. It was my friend's father that manufactured the sculpture. Sandy and her friend were digging through some old photos one day, reminiscing about their shared childhood. The friend's family owned a sheet metal company in Santa Rosa. She pulled out this little brochure, uh, and it said something about the dragon sculpture made by the Wade Lux, or the Lux Sheet Metal Company. Our question asker, Sandy, thought it was pretty cool that her family friends might have been involved in such a prestigious art project. She wanted to know more. And I was just curious who the artist was, who said that they wanted something over the tunnel, and is it still there? I turned to KQED arts reporter Ray Alexandra for help with this one. Ray, you looked into the history of this sculpture. What did you find out about the artist? Well, the artist who designed the sculpture was a woman named Patty Bowler, Patty with an I, uh, and she was from San Francisco and was most active in the 1960s. It seems like she was very much a product of the time and the trends at the time, um, and she got most attention for the fact that she invented a new kind of painting that involved plastic. So she was painting with some kind of polyester resin that she manipulated using bamboo and all of these paintings were 3D and multicolored and it all sounded fairly psychedelic, but the local press loved it. To be honest, I'd never heard of Patty Bowler before we got this question. So I'm curious, why was she commissioned to do this sculpture over the Broadway tunnel? That is a very good question and it took me a super long time to figure it out uh, because she doesn't seem to have any particular ties with the Chinatown community. Um, So I contacted the San Francisco Arts Commission and all they could tell me was that it was commissioned in 1969, it was installed in 1970 and it was part of the early days of San Francisco's art enrichment ordinance. What that ordinance does is when there's a new civic construction underway, 2% of that budget must be allocated for public art. So I think the dragon was the public art that resulted from the construction of the Chinatown Public Health Center. What's interesting about it is that Patty Bowler was chosen as the artist for the sculpture by the architect, and the architect was named Clarence Mayhew. What I found out was that Clarence Mayhew was a good friend and former employer of Patty Bowler's husband. So it seems that as beloved as Patty's work was in the city at the time, there was a dash of nepotism going on. Ah, I see. So we know that the sculpture hangs in relief above the tunnel, but what does it look like now after more than 50 years? To be honest, it's seen better days. It's still intact. The construction is clearly impeccable, but it is in desperate need of a a good cleaning. If you're facing it, you can see the dragon head is on the left-hand side of the tunnel exit, and then there's this very long winding body that stretches out to the right. But because it's abstract, I'm sure a lot of people passing just think that it's a series of shields or crests because it's difficult to get close enough to see it. And with the dirt and everything, it's not it's not quite what it used to be. But yeah, if you are able to get up close safely, it's actually very cool. Um, And it's also huge. It's 56 feet long and nine and a half feet tall. And I think two and a half feet deep. So it's enormous. Okay. well, thank you so much for helping us answer this question, Ray. Thank you.